This is Mike Grell, and you're listening to Warlord Worlds. back and thank you for listening to warlord worlds a fan podcast devoted to the comic creations of writer and artist mike grill including the warlord john sable and green arrow i'm ruth and i'm darren and this is a fan podcast we're not affiliated with mike grill and the opinions expressed are just ours we do this podcast simply because we enjoy reading and talking about the comics of mike grill today we're covering a special issue for a special reason Mike Grell currently has a Kickstarter campaign in progress for the return of John Sable Freelance. That's right. The classic issues of John Sable are returning in a new series of oversized deluxe hardcover editions, and the campaign for Volume 1 is going on right now. These new definitive editions will include all of the issues and all of the covers. Each volume will have a dust jacket with new art by Mike Grell, and key issues will have commentary about the story and behind-the-scenes insights. And there will be lots of other extras as well. So if you're a fan, be sure to check out the Kickstarter campaign before it ends early in the day on December 22nd. We'll include a link to the Kickstarter in the show notes, and we'll also add a link for a great article our friend Philip Schweier wrote about the John Sable campaign for Comic Book Ben. We are big fans of crowdsourcing on platforms like Kickstarter that allow comic creators to access the support they need to tell their own stories and to bring their amazing stories and art into the hands of comic fans like us. And this campaign is a great example of that. And we thought that made this the perfect time to talk about Maggie the Cat Book 1, which was Mike Grell's successful Kickstarter campaign that brought back everyone's favorite cat burglar in 2019. Maggie the Cat was first introduced in the pages of John Sable Freelance, issue 11, titled The Cat, in which she outwitted John Sable in her first appearance and quickly became a fan favorite character and appeared periodically throughout the rest of the series. Maggie then got her own series in 1996, but sadly it came to an abrupt end after only two issues. However, the Kickstarter campaign in 2019 gave Mike Grell the opportunity to add 15 new pages of story and art to those first two issues, which expands and alters the original storyline. Mike explained on his website, saying, I was excited at the chance to tell the story I really wanted to tell and to give Maggie more depth and conflict. We encourage you to check out Mike Grell's website, where you can read more behind-the-scenes information about the new pages of Maggie the Cat. As is common with Kickstarter campaigns, the Maggie the Cat campaign had several levels designed for every fan to find a perfect level to support the campaign. Pledge levels ranged from the basic digital or print version of the book to levels that included extras like variant covers or a t-shirt, and you could even back the campaign at levels to get an original sketch or even to be drawn into the comic. Another nice thing about the Kickstarter campaigns is that most creators think of fun stretch goals that unlock additional rewards at some levels. By the end of the Maggie the Cat campaign, backers who pledged for a physical copy of the book at certain levels received a nice variety of bonus items, including a set of the Legion of Superheroes sketch cards drawn by Mike Grell, an all-new John Sable black-and-white mini-comic titled Rules of the Hunt, 
a special Maggie the Cat print, and an exclusive Maggie the Cat challenge coin. And we want to add that everyone who has that challenge coin should be sure to carry it with them the next time they get a chance to see Mike Grell at a convention sometime in the future. Because if you bring your coin to Mike Grell's booth, he'll give you a special discount on prints and other items. And of course, he'll appreciate knowing that you are a big fan of Maggie the Cat and that you help bring his book to life with your support. The resulting book is gorgeous, and we're looking forward to talking about it. And I also like that the Maggie the Cat comic includes all of the names of all of the Kickstarter supporters and a thank you section at the end of the book. It's a really special issue. If you enjoy the podcast, please check out MikeGrell.com. That's his official site where you'll find all of the latest news. Of course, the world has changed this year and there are a few conventions going on right now. But you can still get a great Mike Grell commission by contacting Scott Cress at CatskillComics.com. Just reach out to him and he can arrange that with Mike. Scott is a terrific gentleman, and we've really enjoyed getting to know him over the years. And remember that you can follow the latest news about Mike Grell's projects at the Masterstroke Studios Mike Grell Universe page on Facebook and on Twitter at Grell Official. And of course, the Mike Grell page on Facebook is a wonderful way to stay current on Mike's projects. Longtime fans Gus Ceballos and Jeff Messer do a great job with that site. We enjoy giving shout-outs to our friends and sharing listener feedback, so please feel free to write us anytime and join in on the conversations. We'd love to hear your thoughts about any of Mike Grell's titles. We'll provide our email address and other ways to reach us at the end of the episode. Warlord Worlds is part of the Rad Adventures Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please consider checking out our other podcasts that are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Xenozoic Xenophiles covers the post-apocalyptic adventure series Xenozoic Tales, featuring Cadillacs and Dinosaurs by writer and artist Mark Schultz. And Trekker Talk is devoted to the adventures of 23rd century bounty hunter Mercy St. Clair from the pages of the sci-fi comic Trekker by writer and artist Ron Randall. Mike Grell, Mark Schultz, and Ron Randall are our favorite comic creators. Their stories are always filled with adventure and interesting characters, and their art is excellent. We hope you'll try out our other shows, and we'll be sure to include links to those podcasts in our show notes. But now it's time to talk about Maggie the Cat, right after this promo for another podcast you might enjoy. Monthly, monthly, monthly! It's Action Film Face-Off! Hello, I'm Jason the Weasel Skull Albrick, and I'd like to tell you about a podcast I do with my brother, Jared Albrick, the yard sale artist. Action Film Face-Off! Yes, thank you, Jared. Action Film Face-Off is a podcast where my brother and I, who are both military combat vets... Jason was a Navy SEAL! Jason was not a Navy SEAL. Jason was a military intelligence wing. But anyway, in each episode of Action Film Face-Off, we select two different action films. Some of them have Chuck Norris. Technically speaking, none of them have had Chuck Norris yet. But it could happen, because we use a randomizer set between 1970 and modern day to select our two films. So you'll always get two films, each from a different year. Our randomizer has spikes on it! We use a Google random number generator, so it does not have spikes on it. And we put the films into our video dome arena. It also has spikes. It does not have spikes. 
But we discuss the films and score them through six different rounds of criteria. I score Bond films very high. Okay, that's true. But anyway, by the end of the episode, we crown one of the action films the champion of action film face-off. Next episode, Jason fights a bear. Jason is not fighting a bear, but please give our show a listen. We're part of the Longbox Crusade Network of Shows. Pat Samson killed a man with a sword once. I can neither confirm nor deny that statement. But you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and most podcatchers under Longbox Crusade, or you can subscribe to just our show by searching for Action Film Face Off. Come see the blood fly! And that's Action Film Face Off. We do, indeed, invite you to come and see the blood fly. I just said that. Maggie the Cat, Book One, October 2019. Created, written, and illustrated by Mike Grell. Colors, Laverne Kinzierski. Letters, John Workman. Editorial Assistant, Jeff Messer. Editorial Design, Charles G. Mills. Original Material, Art Assistant, Brian Snoddy. Cover Colors, Rob Pryor. Interior Colors, Carol Van Hook. Letters, Steve Haney. Editor, Mike Gold. When American model Margaret Lyons married Lord Jeffrey Gray Malkin, she thought she would be living a fairy tale. Instead, she became tabloid fodder as her cheating husband took one mistress after another, and later he was killed in a car crash. Soon after the accident, Lady Margaret learned that her husband had squandered his fortune, and all that remained was the desolate Scottish castle Glen Claymore, where she is attended by Angus McAllen, a faithful servant with a shady past. Hounded by the press, she became known as Maggie the Cat. Our story opens as a sporty lotus arrives at Glen Claymore Castle, where Angus meets their guests, Ryan James and Eleanor Hensley. Lady Margaret strides into view, carrying a hunting rifle, and she and Eleanor exchange some heated words, making it clear the two have a history. However, Maggie is more interested in meeting Ryan James. She's a fan and saw him on the West End performing in Andrew Lloyd Webber's adaptation of The Hunchback. Later that evening, she and Angus discuss the necklace that Eleanor was wearing. It was one of the valuable pieces of jewelry that she later learned her husband was giving away as gifts to his many mistresses, while replacing the historic family jewels with cheap imitations. She has made it her aspiration to track down and retrieve the jewels to restore the family fortune, and she will definitely be following Eleanor back to London. Later in London, Maggie watches from the rooftop of a hotel as Eleanor Hensley leaves for a night out. Maggie gracefully lowers herself on a rope and enters Eleanor's apartment. She easily opens the wall safe, retrieving the necklace, and starts to make her way back up the side of the building, but an armed man is waiting for her. It's Ryan James, and it turns out he's more than an actor. He's a sergeant in the SAS, and they have a job for her, and she'll do it or they will turn her over to Interpol. Ryan James joins Maggie back at Glen Claymore Castle, where he shows her a photo of a young boy with Adolf Hitler. It's the only known photograph of Franz Blucher, who was a poster boy for the Hitler Youth. The photo was taken in April 1945, shortly before the end of the war. Since escaping from a prison camp following the war, Blucher has gone on to become an international terrorist, organizing disasters and massacres around the world. 
He's been impossible to capture because he is constantly on the move, never staying in the same place two nights in a row. However, they might have found a way to lure him into the open. James shows Maggie a photo of Joaquin Madariga, who is the owner of a popular nightclub in Buenos Aires, and he is a known smuggler of drugs and guns. In the background of the photo, the corner of a frame and painting can be seen, and it's been identified as a painting by 17th century Dutch painter Johannes Vermeer that was given to Blücher by Hitler himself. They know Blücher would never part with such a gift, so there's definitely a connection between Madariga and Blücher. The photo was taken at Madariga's chalet in the Swiss Alps, so they now have a place to start. The plan is to have Maggie use her considerable skills to steal the painting. They will then put the painting up for public auction knowing that Blücher will send a representative to buy it, and they will simply follow the buyer back to Blücher. To help Maggie, they also have a gift for her, which is a set of climbing claws being developed for alpine troops. Maggie puts on the claws, seeing that they can be retracted and extended with the push of a button. She smiles at the claws. They are perfect for Maggie the cat. Jinx the Jinx, who is a photographer that has hounded Maggie in the past, has received an anonymous tip and is there to photograph Maggie and James when they arrive in style at the nightclub in Buenos Aires. The couple ensure they stay inside of Jinx, and when they see Madariga enter the room, they suddenly have a loud and elaborate argument to attract maximum attention. As predicted, Madariga comes to Maggie's defense, as an interesting-looking couple watches the events from the sidelines. Maggie spends the next few days at Madariga's ranch, and as he begins to trust her more, he finally invites her to his chalet in Switzerland. However, shortly after they arrive in Switzerland, a fire at the nightclub in Buenos Aires necessitates his sudden departure with a promise that he will return within a few days. Of course, this is all part of the plan, and once he is gone, Maggie takes the first opportunity to put her new climbing claws to work to steal the Vermeer. But the alarm is triggered, and she is left to make a quick escape using her new claws to slide down the gondola cable that takes visitors from the town below up to the chalet. When she reaches the place where James is waiting below, she drops from the cable and the two make a dramatic escape on skis through the forest and over a cliff as they are hunted by guards in both snowmobiles and helicopters. However, our two experts evade their pursuers in style. The next part of the plan goes into effect with a painting up for sale at Sotheby's Auction House in London, listed as being the property of a lady. The painting is purchased by a broker named William Sturgis, and Ryan James and other members of his team follow him as he travels through the city. But everything goes wrong when he gets in an elevator with the painting. But when the elevator doors next open, he is dead and the painting is gone. The main cover for the issue features Maggie in her cat suit, and she's wearing the new climbing claws. The London cityscape is in the background, along with a sleek Ferrari and the image of a leopard. I really like the parallel of Maggie with her blonde hair and black cat suit, along with a leopard with its golden fur and black spots. It's a gorgeous cover. In addition, beautiful alternate covers were available during the Kickstarter from Stephen B. Scott and Chad Harden. It's amazing what Mike Grell and the team at Masterstroke Studios did with this story by taking the original two issues from the 1990s and adding nearly an entire new issue's worth of pages to flesh out the story and make the adventure even more elaborate. 
The story does a nice job of taking a character we've all gotten to know through John Sable freelance and quickly establishing her own world that seems both familiar and yet new at the same time. And it's realistic that she has attracted the attention of agencies like the SAS, but also nice that someone like Ryan James recognizes her thefts are only to reclaim what was once rightfully hers before being squandered by her cheating husband. Not surprisingly, the art in the issue is spectacular. And the issue is very unique because it features so many double-page spreads. Really nice. This was one of the main reasons that Mike and the team at Masterstroke Studios chose to publish the issue as a floppy with staples instead of a square-bound book, because the double-page spreads look terrific this way. And throughout the book, the panel layouts are wonderful. The variety of the layouts add nicely to the pacing and mood and artistic impact of the pages. The art gets off to a great start with a beautiful image of Glen Claymore Castle and the stone house near it. One of my favorite double-page spreads is when Angus climbs the stairs of Glen Claymore at night to find Maggie standing by the fireplace. The use of shadows and light are excellent. Later, there's another terrific image of Glen Claymore at night with the full moon behind it. It's such a stunning image that I'd love to see it without the word balloons. The interior scenes of the castle are equally beautiful, and if you haven't guessed it already, I love castles. And let me add that I like that the word Claymore has its roots in Scotland, meaning great sword, and was used as a type of large Scottish sword. So Glen Claymore has a nice connection for fans of castles, swords, and Scotland, like us. And our name Sutherland originates from Scotland as well, so we have lots to love about all of those connections. Another favorite double-page spread is when Maggie swings from the rooftop of the building down into Eleanor's room. Mike really captures Maggie's movement as her long hair seems to float as she drops from the roof. And there is the fun sequence at the nightclub in Buenos Aires, and it's such a treat to see us appear in a couple of panels, and it's terrific that some of the dialogue in the sequence is referencing the film Casablanca, which is one of our all-time favorite movies. And this issue also features fellow Mike Grell fan Randy Carter, He's the unfortunate fellow who is killed in battle with Maggie. So great to see you in this issue with us, Randy. And I love that your photo in the back of the book is at Kirk's Rock, also known as Vasquez Rocks. That is one of our all-time favorite Star Trek filming locations. Very cool. Then comes the wonderful sequence in Switzerland, which seems to be an homage to the James Bond film on Her Majesty's Secret Service. That happens to be our favorite James Bond film, and we've had conversations with Mike Grell about it before, because it's also one of his favorite 007 films. A portion of that film takes place at the iconic Pease Gloria, high in the Swiss Alps, and here we see a chalet with a similar design, and we also have a high-speed chase on skis, which is reminiscent of a 007 movie. I also like the reference at the auction to the painting being The Property of a Lady, which is another reference to one of Ian Fleming's books and the 007 movies. The entire sequence is spectacular and features wonderful art throughout, including a fantastic fight sequence with Maggie and an exploding gondola. Terrific fun. Everything seems to be going as planned, but then we get a mysterious and intriguing twist at the end, leaving us all looking forward to the next chapter. Thank you, Mike, and everyone at Masterstroke Studio for this amazing adventure. Next up is listener feedback when we share emails and other messages we've received since last time. We appreciate every comment and want to sincerely thank everyone who wrote in or got in touch through social media. Austin Appleby wrote, First of all, I want to thank you both for another great episode of Warlord Worlds. The only downside for me is having all my back issues in storage in the States. But that's all right. As usual, your script does a great job in its description of all the issues you both cover. 
I loved how you each alternated narration between issues. Austin continues, I got a real kick that Ruth covered an issue that actually featured both Labyrinth and Princess Bride posters. Also, so cool to have Fort Lewis mentioned both in the issue description, but also for that wonderful shout-out. You both really made my day. And it was so great that you talked about Denny O'Neill and used excerpts from Grail's official page. Thank you so much for your letter, Austin. We know you're in the military and currently stationed overseas, so we're very happy that you enjoyed our coverage so much. Scott Connor wrote, Enjoyed the new episode of Warlord Worlds. I'm pretty sure that I have some of those Green Arrow issues stashed away in a box. I just might have to dig them out. I hope your search was successful, Scott. Mark, a.k.a. Green Lantern HG, wrote, This is just what I needed to lift my spirits up. Great episode, guys. There are so many things I would thank you for, and Warlord is one of them. Turning me on to Mike Grell is another. Mark, it makes us so happy that you're enjoying Mike Grell's excellent storytelling and art. Thanks for writing. Luke Giaconetti wrote, I really enjoyed the three adventures this time. All three sounded like page turners. Thanks as always for your enthusiasm and thoughtful opinions on these comics. And Everett Starr wrote to say, Great episode, guys. I am caught up and can't wait for your next outing. We're sorry it was so long. It's been a challenging year, and let's all hope for a better year ahead. We got a quick note from Rudolph Michelle, who told us that he loved The Warlord. Thanks for writing and letting us know, and we hope you enjoy the podcast. And Gary Lovey let us know that he thinks Mike Grell is a great talent. We certainly agree with you, Gary. Mark Sweeney wrote, Hi, just catching up with Warlord Worlds. Glad to see a couple of new episodes. And Mark let us know he is looking forward to more Legion of Superheroes reviews in the future. And we hope to have those back in the show very soon too, Mark. Chris Mounts let us know that when he was re-watching the second season of Justice League Unlimited, he couldn't help thinking of us while viewing the episode titled Chaos at Earth's Core. That is the one where the League teams up with the Warlord to battle Deimos and Skataris. We love that episode too. It is a treat to see the Warlord animated, and we'd sure love more episodes or a movie or anything with his character in it. Thanks for thinking of us, Chris, and for the shout-out. Next, we want to extend our thanks to everyone who supported us on social media. These are people who promoted our last episode and shared comments. If we miss a name, just let us know and we'll include it next time. And please do forgive us if we mispronounce your name. If that happens, let us know and we'll be happy to correct it next time as well. Aaron Humphreys, Alan Wright of BoldOutlaw.com, Ange of the Supergirl Comic Box Commentary Blog, Anthony Cardino, Austin Appleby, Bill Beer of the Bat Pod, Bob Bailey, Brent Smith, Brian Mulvey, Castle Scott, Chris at BTO and Bat Books of the Professor Frenzy Show, Chris Smouts, Clinton Robinson of Coffee and Comics, Comic Books Couples Counseling, The Comic Lounge, Comics in the Golden Age with Mike and Chris, Creator Talks with Christopher Calloway, Derek William Crabb of the Fan Holes Podcast and History of Comics on Film, Dr. G, Manometrology of the Pulp to Pixel Podcast, Ed and Terry Moore of Till Productions, Eric Best, Everett Starr, Gary Lovey, Gary Woolard, Gene Hendricks from The Hammer Strikes and Anime Freaks, Jerry Green of The Professor Frenzy Show, Green Lantern HG, Gus Ceballos of the Mike Grell Facebook page, The Irredeemable Shag, a.k.a. Firestorm fan of the Fire and Water Podcast Network, James Warrington, Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist, Jeff Messer of the Mike Grell page and Issues With, Jerry Sargent, The Amazing Jerry Ordway, wow, thank you so much, Jim at Canada Daredevil, John Baker who does sci-fi TV reviews at 3 If By Space, Justice Trek, Karen Williams of the Sweet Between the Pages blog, KD Artistry of After the Shifting, artist Ken Solo, Kenneth Crosby, 
Kirk Spencer. Lori Sutton, former DC editor and writer of You Choose Adventure Books. Lawrence Levine, Lee Kolb, Leslie Trigg, Luke Ed, Luke Giaconetti of Earth Destruction Directive from the Two True Freaks Network. Awesome actor Mark Ryan, who works on The Pilgrim with Mike Grell. Mark Sweeney, Martin Gray of the blog Too Dangerous for a Girl. Michael Aguiar, a.k.a. Matches Malone. Michael Allen Carlisle of the blog Crap Box of Son of Cthulhu. Michael Wheeler, Mike Garvey of Waiting for Doom and the DCOCD podcast. Mitchell Gannon. Neil Patterson, Nicholas Prom of Comic Reflections, Orville Orton, Patrick Oney, Paul Hicks of Waiting for Doom and the DCOCD podcast and the Gary podcast, Paul Sterling, Professor Allen of the Relatively Geeky Podcast Network, Randy Andrews, the sci-fi guy of Soundtrack Alley, Rob Myers, Robert Lewis, Robert Ross, Robert Zalo, Rudolph Michelle, Russell Burbage of the Legion of Superbloggers, Russell Morrison, Sammy Maynard, Scott Connor, Scott Mix, Simon Barre Brisbois, Simon Roden, Stella of Batgirl to Oracle, Terrence Simpson, Terry Oosterhout, Vic Sage of The Retroist and Radio Memories, and Warren Montgomery of Will Lil Comics. Thank you again, everyone, and we'll be right back after this promo for another podcast you might enjoy. Hey, everybody, Clinton Robinson here. I recently attempted to sneak into the Longbox Crusade headquarters basement to watch some of the Albrecht Brothers action movies while the crew was out at the Saturday matinee theater. Too bad I had a little mishap and got stuck down here with no movies to boot. However, there are pieces of Pat's old podcasting equipment and excellent Wi-Fi service. So I decided to pass the time watching online fan films and talking about them. What, you don't know what a fan film is? Well, there are these non-theatrical movies that people post online of already established characters and settings. Hey, hey, hey now. Just wait and see. Save all judgment for what happens when you listen to Fan Film Friday. A new podcast found on the Longbox Crusade podcast feed. Before we go, we want to provide our contact information. If you want to contact us directly or have something you would like to have read on the show, then please send an email to warlordworlds at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using the name Warlord Worlds. And you can listen to our show through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon. And all of our Mike Grell-themed episodes are available at warlordworlds.com. You can also find the show on YouTube as part of the Rad Adventures Network. That's Rad, R-A-D, which is short for Ruth and Darren. And on the Rad Adventures YouTube channel and at the radadventuresnetwork.com, you'll find all of the episodes of all of our podcasts, including Warlord Worlds, as well as Trekker Talk about 23rd Century Bounty Hunter Mercy St. Clair by Ron Randall, and Xenozoic Xenophiles about the Cadillacs and Dinosaurs series Xenozoic Tales by Mark Schultz. If you like the show, please consider leaving a review. Every review helps the podcast be more likely to show up in search results. And on YouTube, we hope you'll subscribe to the channel and give us some likes on the videos. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll hope you'll come back next time for another new episode of Warlord Worlds. Warlord Worlds is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. For more information, visit comicspodcast.com. 
We are not affiliated with DC Comics or Mike Grell. The views expressed on the show are solely ours. Music is taken from the album Royalty-Free Instrumental Music for Movies and Websites. We make no money from this podcast and no copyright infringement is intended. 